What's up and welcome to the show. This is a really special one. Jason is here and is the first person to do this live coaching. And Jason, I got to honor you for raising your hand. I know that it's it can be intimidating to to come in and put yourself out there. You know, it's like being on the hot seat in front of a big group. It's just you and me today, but more importantly, the, the purpose of our conversation today is to move you forward. So, let's give some context to everyone listening and everyone watching. You've been a part, you joined our group program that started, I guess that was October of 2023. Yep. So we've been doing that for a couple months now. And we've certainly put a bit of uh, healthy pressure on you to, to go through change. But I also know that it's a change you wanted. What so far have been the changes that you've made so that we can now anchor into where you are and see what stuck points might be coming up? Oh, so I did lots of changes since uh, we first talked. I remember our first talk at GoBundant Chicago yep. when I didn't even know you. I'm like, oh my God, this coach is coming up to me. He's going to try to sell me his program. Like, Guys, he didn't do that. I did sign up the program, but he didn't talk about it in the beginning. Just kind of throw that out there. Um, weights and anchors. That's the first thing you brought up to me. The balloon analogy where you talked about cutting those anchors because yep. it's much easier to cut the weight off than it is to add more gas. And I've added a lot of gas. I was going full steam <laughs> ahead to crank that thing to 10, and then, but I kept adding weights on the side of it too. So I was just counteracting myself. So since we talked and did the icky guy when we were there and stuff like that, I had the idea of direction where my life needed to go. And it was always, you know, in the future. Mm. And there was some ego and stuff like that that kept me going in the direction I was going to say how many projects I was in. So, you know, in the motel, I have my own rentals. I have my short-term rental management business. I had the coaching business I was a partner in. Um, and a few other things, real estate, investing, real estate agency. Um, the biggest thing I've done is to, if we were to narrow this down, is to really start to focus my life in my business. So my business, unlike before, revolves around my life. Before business was everything, and if the other stuff got happened around, cool, whatever. Like I quit. Love it. One of the biggest, most important hobbies in my life, which is martial arts, Krav Maga, because I need to focus on my business. Mm. Um, and that was one of the many factors that led to me being like a shell, hollow inside, you know, depressed often. Um, because I didn't focus on the things that filled me up. So now I focus on things that fill me up. I have crap in my schedule, and that's a hard block. If even you, Aaron, was like, hey, dude, let's have a coaching call during this. Like, sorry, man. Like, it ain't I happening. This is my block. I have me time in my schedule every week where it's just, it's just me. Not my wife. Love my wife to death. But sometimes you need just stuff by yourself. And I have yeah. family time blocked in. So if those things happen, those things go in first. It's like the the rocks analogy, the big rocks, small rocks, the sand. So I fill my calendar with the big rocks first, which is things that fulfill me. And then around that, the business stuff can come in. I love that. Yeah. On the business side, I am trying to go a mile deep rather than a mile wide. 
So I have my short-term rental management business and I have my coaching business that I am starting and launching in February. Yes, I'm excited. I can't wait. And, you know, I have my own investment properties that I'll continue to grow horizontal income with, but I'm going to have those two main things I'm going after rather than saying, oh, that's shiny and fun. Oh, that's good. Okay, that can make me money. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, Because all that does is I trying to say what I'm swearing. Um, You have to do everything, which gets you nowhere, right? Yep. If I'm trying to walk in seven directions at once, I'm going to do is pull my groin. That's it. That's well said. Yeah, I, I think what's most special, I was looking back through our text messages and we were initially texting about meeting before the event. And I, I really appreciate that that you uh, shared. That the, the, the weight of the conversation was not about coaching or programs. That's That's not how we work. That's not how I work. It was just about can you start to see the world different? And what I'm really proud of, and I hope you're proud of it too, is reorganizing your life to where your values and the things that you care about come first takes a lot of change. It it really does. It sounds on the outside like, well, obviously you just invert the way you do things. You put on the calendar these blocks and then it's easy. But I know it's not. And, And I think that you've done a great job of making the necessary changes to put those things in place. While this has happened, it often brings up fears. What kind of fears are happening now? Because now that you've reorganized and put these big things where you can care for yourself and fill up your cup, it changes what you're afraid of. You may have been afraid to put those things first, and now they're in place. What are the new fears that are starting to make noise? So weird, and we've talked about this in coaching, fear of failure, but feel fear of success going hand in hand. Um, Like this coaching business I'm launching in February. We've talked about it before. This was always five years out in my vision, right? I'll get to it five years from now, five years from now, because I'm not good enough. I don't have enough knowledge. And you helped me come to the point of, dude, you can do this. Just go do it. But I haven't launched it yet. So the fear of, my new fear, right? Like, I'm doing it. I'm pushing through it. I'm going to push through it. But it's, what happens if I go, I'm going to do this. And it flops. Because this is my dream, right? This is my path. My icky guy, my journey, everything I've done has told me this is the direction I should be going on. So it's harder, right? Because it's not another project. It's, I'm finally on the path. Right. And what right, happens if that doesn't work? I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm going the direction I want. What if I run to a, a wall? Or like a snowboarder running into a tree in the woods? Like, what happens then? Great. Great. Let's let's use our time today to talk about this. Okay. Here, here's what I've learned. And, and I think you'll you'll recognize this. When I was doing something that didn't necessarily feel like my passion or like it was my future, I didn't care as much if it succeeded. When you know it's your thing, when you know that's the direction you want to go and where you want to do this for a long time, those stakes go way up. It feels like this has to work. I love this. It has to. So I think it'd be really good to chisel away at what the fears are. And I want to invert them again with you. And if I think if we invert them, what you'll start to see is that there's a fear, there's a real fear, and there's a lie. And if we can break that down here today, what you may leave with is 
a sense of understanding of how to navigate that fear rather than having to choose between two fears. Because if you understand there's only one fear, then you can go bravely towards it. Mm-hmm. Sound like a plan? It does. I like right. it. So let's think about the fear of failure. Have you ever failed before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. Me too. That's how I grow. That's right. Uh, what's scary about failing? Let's break that out. That's not an easy question. I know. None of the questions I have today are easy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have an inherent thing built into us for competition and not wanting to let people down. And if I walk through that as I'm trying to walk through this in my head right now, I guess if I take that to the next step, not letting people down, I don't care about the outside world when it comes to this. Like I care. Like I want to help people. That's why I'm doing this. But the person I'd be letting down is me. Mm. I think that's harder than letting down other people. Great. Great. So if if that is the fear, I don't want to let myself down, then let's redefine what failure would be. Because right now what I hear is that failure is conflated with quitting. Yep. Failure based, based right now, failure is not going this way anymore. We're going that way now. And and ultimately, look, if, if you are pursuing something worthy of your time that is in your heart and you've committed to it, hitting a wall is inevitable. You will hit the wall. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to be afraid of will it happen. What we can start to understand is, is the fear, what do I do when it happens? If the fear is I don't want to let myself down, which would let you down more? Would it be I hit the wall and I sort it out. I I pick myself up. I dust myself off. I navigate the wound and I recommit to this journey, to the support of others and to the mission that I'm on. Or would it be, I walk away, I let this define my future and I let this deter me from my dream. Walking away because giving up is a big no-no with me. Like I move martial arts and the things I do. Um, Teaches me a lot to not give up. Like they had the fall down seven, get up eight, that whole thing. Nice. I know, like, I get fight black belts and they beat the crap out of me, but it doesn't mean I stop fighting um, because I'm continuing trying to find a way to go over it. So if I found a wall, I don't want to jump, take out my little Batman gun, my grappling hook, shooting on up there and finding my way <laughs> over there. I love that visual. I knew you would, well, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all for. For superhero references, you know that. Uh, Okay, so let's now just redefine this first fear. So the fear isn't necessarily failing. It's hitting the wall and having an adverse response, aka I give up. Yeah, the fear is quitting. Which in many ways is something you have control over. You have control over whether you quit or not. That doesn't mean that the circumstances you have control over, the wall will present itself in business and in personal, in many formats. But if you know in your heart of hearts, I'm going to hit the wall and I'm going to choose to get up, you have the ability to make a choice. It's in your control to say, I choose to keep going. I choose this pursuit. I choose to move this mission forward. Even if the wall is there and even if it's bleak, I think that's a really empowering place to be. Yeah, 
It is to devil's advocate type of question. You only have a finite amount of willpower and drive. Mm-hmm. What about that gas tank? Aha. Uh-huh. So this isn't about giving up. It's about, do I have what it takes? Am I enough? Am I worthy? Am I worthy? That's, that's another few we can talk about that after. But you know that. One. That's great. That's great. But I want to I want to remind you that what what we're doing is we're we're assessing your fears and look at how how much the the presented fear is not the real fear. Mm-hmm. Right? The presented fear of like, okay, you're going to hit the wall. Then what? Well, then I just don't want to give up. Okay. Well, that's a choice. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's actually something very different. It's, hey, am I worthy of this cause? I think that coaching is such a stellar space for this this kind of feeling. I, am I worthy? And I'm I'm sure if if you're listening right now, you can relate to this. I think the 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 real f- challenge with setting a big dream is this question: Am I worthy of my dream? Am I worthy of what I want? What makes someone worthy? What makes you worthy? This is a trick question. Oh, good. That's because that's why I didn't answer. That's the, <laughs> I'm messing around. I was thinking, yeah, I because that's not really something you can give a definite answer to. In my mind, it's more of a internal feeling of drive. Like I can't, I can't. You cannot quantify that in my Correct. mind. Correct. There, there is no external answer to that question. Otherwise, your worthiness in this cause, is based on something outside of you. If it is an internal component, an answer, what makes someone worthy? Even on the inside, what what makes you worthy internally? And my, the thing that I think about when I talk about worthy and enough and the direction going, especially in the coaching community, because there's a lot of people out there in the coaching community, is Am I doing it for the right reasons? I love that. Am I putting other people's helping first? Love that. And one of the big things with me with it is, yes, we have to make a living off this, but helping first, money second. I love that too. So it's... I don't think that you need the knowledge to coach, right? Obviously, you need the skill set. It's a different skill set than we... So my, I do real estate investing in mindset, so that's why coaching. Doing real estate investing and teaching real estate investing is teaching the mindset you need to get past the roadblocks that come up during that and any of other journeys is different. So I think you do need the skill set, but I think your empathy and ability to care matters more than the skill set. And that's what will make you a great coach. That's my belief. That's what will separate you from anyone else that is just teaching mechanics and doesn't actually care. If, and I I really love what you said, if intention is what makes you worthy, which in many ways, if if you think back to like uh, some of the older fables, right? Sword in the Stone. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason that that comes to mind, right? The, The child is the one that picks the stone or picks the sword up out of the stone, but everyone around him is trying to pull this thing out and can't. And what makes him different is his intention. 
That's what makes him worthy of this, this sword. So if, if that is truly what makes you worthy, then you get to choose your intention. You get to choose, again, you're empowered to be worthy of your own volition, not by what the world says or tells you. And the skill set will, will come over time, right? That, that's just practice like anything. Mm-hmm. I've done this for 15 years. It's much easier for me to do it because I just have a lot of repetition. So that, that will come over time. You don't need to be the best today. You need to do the work so that you become the best. So that will come. But I'm curious to know what, like, does that set you free? If worthiness is about your intention, and I know you to have really good intentions with helping people and lifting them and listening to them, does that give you, I know it won't be a magical band-aid where you wake up every day and you think I'm worthy because that's being human, but does that give you a little bit of freedom to make a new choice? Yeah, I'd say it opens the door more to make the choice on it because no matter how because you've instilled in me and I've instilled in me like that I'm worthy and this is the direction we're going when we find but you always have that little inkling in the back of your head right yes. and I don't actually think that's a bad thing like that little bit of fear because it's always got to be there no matter how much you wake up and I wake up journaling and happier and more intention than I ever have because I use a five minute journal because I never had good journal well and to hear you reinforce, because something I talk about all the time, the mechanics is the easy part of anything we teach. Mm-hmm. I could, I tell people basically, I could write a one page that tells you exactly how to find off market properties. That's easy. I could just hand that to you. But teaching you to pick up that phone and have those conversations is not easy. Right. That's what I'm finding. So, like, I've been coaching for a year now in this subject. And I always thought it was, okay, let me just get all the mechanics out there for them so they know what to do. But what I'm finding is the more and more I teach and coach, the more and more I realize those are easy to find. You can get them on YouTube if you even want to. It's how do I get past myself, my fears, my drive, my insecurities, right? Why would they talk to me? Why would they sell it to me? Hmm. Um, to get to the point of them doing that. So it's, it's a mirror for me because in the coaching, you know, you go, through, you go through the same thing. That's right. Why would they sign up for my coaching? Why would they buy the house? Why would they sell me the house? Yep. Yeah, I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. It's fun when you tell someone something in coaching and then you go, oh, crap. I needed to hear that. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think that coaching in, in many ways is an organized platform for you to help who you once were. Yeah. To look back at where you were and what you were doing and what you were struggling with and what was insecure and to say, I was there too. And th- that to me is the intention that you're sharing that you're not here to say, I'm superior. You're here to say, I have also been there too. That's a tremendous difference. And that's why I want the fear to be sort of on the table to talk about. If the fear of failure is, hey, I'm actually not worthy, but worthiness is tied to your intention. You can set that fear down as a threat to your cause, to your mission, and instead focus on the big one. And that's what is really holding you back in what I hear. If we dismantle that the fear of failure isn't actually a fear of failure, it's the fear that I have the wrong intentions, we can clarify that. We can, we can deal with that here. We can air it out and say, okay, what are your intentions? And be, because we get to 
talk on a weekly basis. I, I know your intentions. So that part I feel really good about. Do you feel really good about your intentions? I do. Yeah, I just, I just want to help people. That's the main thing. And this is an avenue I can help people. And you know, and we've talked about before, like the reason I'm starting the business behind it is because then I can shut down other things that are distracting me from helping people yep. and spend all of my time giving and helping people. That's right. And there's, I, I, one of the challenges I've heard a lot is why would I get paid or how can I get paid or I didn't think I could get paid to do something that helps others and that I love. Have you grappled with that? A few times. Um, kind of came to fruition in Chicago yeah. with Icky Guy. Yep. Because it was that. It was like, how can you pay to do this? But not, I mean, not in a bad way. Because it's the way I phrase that doesn't sound wonderful. How can I mm-hmm. help people earn money as byproduct is more of the way That's I right. would phrase it. Um, but you know, I had three instances over the last year. So I made my first vision. And in the vision, I wrote about my coaching company, which was three years from now. I was going to open a coaching company. <laughs> nice. Do it now. Nice. That's really cool to me. That's change right there. Yeah. Um, and then I went on a journey that showed me kind of the same thing. And then Chicago's icky guy. I came to Chicago knowing like, it's one of those weird, you know, you get that feeling like something is going to happen, like that changes things. And nothing was revolutionary that came up, but it was all reinforcing. All the ideas I had between the meditation with Marty, the coaching with you, all those things reinforced like, hey, dude, just it's do time. it. Remember, yeah, we, went, we went to the crawl and I asked you, can I do this? You didn't say yes or no. You said, do you think you can do this? I asked if you're going to get me there. You said, do you think you can get there? And here we are. Here we are. It's underway. It is. You know, I, I've, I've loved this journey with you, man. I, I really have. And what's special is that uh, to the conversation of intentions, if I could magically give you, like, give it to you, like, here it is. Here's the gift. Go do your magic. It would not be the same as showing you that you can build it for yourself. And that, that's what's happening, right? I think there's something special about you maybe have heard all these things together and it just met you at the right time. There is something magical about that. Uh, if you're listening and you don't know what Ikigai is, Ikigai is a Japanese term. I-K-I-G-A-I is how you spell it. You can Google it. There's a great book on it. And the, the framework is the answer to four questions in concentric circles that overlap. So the goal is to find the center point where all these questions and their answers overlap. So those questions are, what are you good at? What do you love? What does the world need? And what can you get paid for? And if you can find the alignment of, of those four things, you've essentially found your ikigai or your reason for being. It's a great model and it creates a lot of really cool questions. And Jason, I'm really happy that you shared that because I, I do think that's a central theme. How can we find the thing that allows us to do what we love? And, and ultimately, the, the, the paid piece, a way that I have always rounded this corner is to say... like. The being paid part can can rattle us. It's like, ugh, I feel weird about this. 
What you're doing is you're exchanging value. That's all it is. You're creating value for somebody and they're exchanging a, a method of saying thank you. There's something about that. Uh, I, I don't go to the grocery store and expect not to pay because there's value in what I'm buying. So that really helped me a lot as I think about coaching and that has changed a lot over time as well. So if the timing and sequence of all this has changed, now let's talk about the greater fear. And the greater fear is not yours alone. I, I have this, and I think a lot of us do, the fear of success. So just to, just to go back and, and anchor where we are, we talked about fear of failure, fear of success. I got two fears. When you have two fears, one looking forward and one looking backwards, your head is constantly turning left to right, left to right. This is what makes it feel paralyzing too. It's almost like you don't know which enemy to attack or which enemy to defend yourself against because you got two of them coming at you. So we've taken the, the fear of failure and said, all right, well, if that's really about worthiness and worthiness is about intentions, I think I can handle that. You feel more equipped to handle that piece? I do. Great. And we know that if you hit the wall, it's your commitment and your recommitment after that that will reinforce those intentions. Hey, I'm here to help. Whether I hit the wall or not, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be great. Now let's talk about the fear of success. What does success bring that you're afraid of? More, trying to figure out the right word. I don't want to use here. Let's, let's pause there. Let's pause there. That's great. It brings more. Yeah. What scares you about more? Responsibility, pressure. Mm, beautiful. Keep going. The expectations beautiful. of how much you can help. Well, expectations mm. in general. Yep. Love right? that. Um, I've been in several places and several businesses where I've stretched myself too thin. Mm. And I have not given the quality I want to. So that's always a scary thing with me when building a business. Like, I want to make sure in this one, I see that ahead of time. Because that kills. Uh -huh. Like, the water's down the program. And as I'm here to help people, and that's, I need to help people, not put them through a machine that I've created and let them come out the other side shiny and new. There are yeah, courses, coursework, stuff like that. But with any coaching, you have to be able to adapt it to the person and change based on their change. What are they going through? How fast are they go into the program? What fears have they found? What do they hit? What walls have they hit? Do they have in their back belt that they need to get through it? Maybe also growth, right? Your business grows as you do. So will I grow enough to grow with the business? Dude, these are magical. <laughs> magical. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reread these. And I'm going to read them in the context of, here's what I'm afraid of. And I want you to just, just listen to what I'm saying because these are the answers to the questions that you're looking for, hands down. In the fear is the foundation. I'm afraid of more responsibility. 
I'm afraid of more pressure. I'm afraid of higher expectations. I'm afraid I'll stretch myself too thin. I'm afraid I won't build systems to protect my time and prevent burnout. I'm afraid that I will put people through a machine. I'm afraid I won't care for people as much as I do now at scale. I'm afraid I won't be personable and support someone through their experience. And I'm afraid I might not be able to grow fast enough or enough to grow the business. Those are unbelievable answers. And again, the fear creates the foundation. So now you know where your work is. Now you know what the objective of your growth is to work on added responsibility, added pressure, added expectation. Think about an athlete. These are the same pressures in many ways, responsibility, pressure, expectation. Can I keep growing? Of like someone that's going from college basketball to the pros. This is, this is what growth looks like. These are the fears of growth. So what, what, is it, what does it feel like to just hear those recounted to you? I like your analogy about the jump from college to pros. That's a huge leap, right? The percent of people that make uh-huh. that sort of jump. The first couple of fears you mentioned, um, at first, like in, initiate a horrible like feeling inside me because it's like ego me came out and was like dude i can push through all that stuff what the hell are you talking about nice um but the other fear is the way you mentioned was good like because it i guess i would call those like boundaries for me well so if i got these boundaries and i start to feel like it's becoming a machine i redirect well said or if i start to feel like I'm not giving, it's, I'm not giving enough of myself as I had in the past. I redirect. Either I stop the growth of business, I change something with that inside the business, but I can say, okay, there's something wrong here. Let's diagnose it and fix it before it just keeps going. Instead of, in the past, I might have just let it just run and chased it. Yes. Here's what, here's what I see. These all represent changes. Right, you'd have an elevated level of responsibility. You have to change your level of responsibility. You have to change your expectations. You'd have to change the systems. You have to change the way you talk to people, the way that you support them. You might have to change the structure of your program. You might have to change how you're learning or what you're learning. And yet, if you said, I don't want that change, you would also be saying, I don't want my dream. Because in your dream, it's different than what you have. The heavy weight you said. Yeah. By saying no, you're saying no to yourself. And then basically you look at that wall and saying, all right, I'm I'm good to stand behind this wall. Cool, right here. Rather than figuring it all out. If if you can't see the screen, like if, if you're just listening, you ought to see Jason smile right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is video too. <laughs> I I want to remind you, Jason, that 
our fear of success is largely a fear of change, and yet it's what we crave the most. So someone that says, I'm afraid of success, is I'm afraid of change. It's going to be different. It's supposed to be different. If your business 10x is, of course it's going to be different. The things that you do, the team that you have, the culture you build, the processes you design, the structures that you create, it's all going to be different. And that's what you want. Now, I will say this. What we did, let me just break down what we did for a moment. We took a, 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 were a phrase like, I'm afraid of success, and took this wild unknown and just got a little bit of detail. We don't have all the, all the details, but we have a bit more of them to say, okay, well, what does that mean? So we took a big unknown and made it a small unknown. And now, by making it a small unknown, you can almost move forward into the unknown, which is where all of us grow the most, without the degree of overwhelm that is, can I handle that? You can say, okay, well, I, I, I don't maybe know all the responsibilities that I'll have to take on at the next level, but I can probably handle it because I've handled additions and responsibility before. I don't know what systems will protect my time and burn up, but like you said, it's more of a boundary where you encounter it, you get close to that wall as you have maybe before in the past, and you bounce off and say, okay, I need, I need something different. It's unknown. Let me try something different. Let me try, even if I fail, to redesign this. So by taking a big unknown and making it a small unknown, we, we almost catalyze motion. It's like, a, it's like a kid that if you ask them to walk across or like do the monkey bars, right? And they look across the monkey bars and they're like, I can't do 10. Can you just do one? Just go one monkey bar. Rather than go one hand by one hand, can you go one hand and connect both on the same monkey bar? Hey, baby steps here. Does that, like, is that starting to, to like make its way into your mind? Because you're scratching your chin like a superhero that has just discovered a master plan. At least you didn't go with evil villain. I don't really get the fear <laughs> to evil villains. I didn't think small. about that. <laughs> um, there's a couple things. Um, reinforcing that we've talked about a few times now. Slow down to see the things. Nice. Um, what do you keep telling me? You know, slowly slowing down. It's like all those things where you tr- like get a rope around someone and you try and drag them. Eventually they'll slow down um, and listen to you. The other thing is like when we were talking about what if I succeed and talking about success in the business and what it looked like, I could feel it and kind of see it. So it was awesome to be, see the end. So you're talking about the monkey bars. And maybe going one and slowing down, I can see what it feels like to get off the monkey bars on the other side. And that's a good feeling to be like, you know what? This is what it's going to feel like when it gets to that point. Not if, but when. That's right. Right? Um, So yeah, but I can still get there by slowing down. My sense is that what creates the most mobility for people and for me, and if you're listening, maybe for you, is making the the fear single-sided. Again, we took the fear of failure and reduced that down to, hey, are my intentions pure? Which you have control of. So now you just have one nemesis, one 
um, adversary. Let's use adversary more than nemesis. You have one adversary. So you can, you can face that fear directly and head on. And we took the, the big, like scary unknown and made it a little bit smaller. So that adversary shrunk. And now it's not, well, in the infinite scale and scope of things, I have to beat this adversary. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, can you've gone to Krav Maga? It's a great example. Can I simply face my opponent here? My opponent, I can see them. I at least can see them. And I want to encourage you that the, the more you can shrink the unknown, not that you, you'll, you'll never get rid of the unknown. It's always going to be there. But the more you can shrink it and identify it, the less it will create paralysis. We get paralyzed when we see this, this mystery. But that's the opportunity is, hey, the mystery is actually what you want. Mystery aka the unknown, right? I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't have all the answers. I don't know the way. I've never done this before, the unknown, aka mystery, aka miracle. It's also where the miracle is. It's also where the, the magic is. It's all, it's all there. That was rhetorical, right? I'm not supposed to respond. Well, how does that make you feel? <laughs> good. Um, like, hold on. Because you said good, like, like someone that like asked a kid, like, how was their day at school? Like, yeah, good. I had a great day. Recess. Recess. <laughs> I played kickball. I hit a home run. <laughs> like, um, let's, let's, let's explain that. How, how, truly, how does it make you feel to shrink the unknown and feel like I have one adversary and I can see him? That feels great. Like you, I relate things to martial arts because I do martial arts a lot. Um, if I have to fight multiple attackers and I don't know what the dude behind me has in his hand, that's scary. Yes. If I just have to face up with the dude in front of me. Yeah, that can be scary too, but I know what's coming nice. for the most part, especially if I fought you before. And we do multiple attacker scenarios sometimes and you've got to turn around and figure out what the hell to do. And that's hard because we have no idea what's happening behind you. Um, yeah. It's also nice to chunk it down to like eating elephant sort of thing, right? So, so I want to make, I want to make one point because I think you just helped me connect a thought. I think before when we started this conversation, your two fears were multiple adversaries. And it, what's scarier is, when you, when you know there's an attacker behind you and you don't know what's in his hand. So what we did is we took two adversaries, one of which is behind you. So if you look at this one, you still have one behind you. Either way, you have a magnified fear. And if we eliminate one of those adversaries, you can then tackle, knowing that there's still fear, you can tackle that objective in front of you. It has, has way less magnitude than having two fears. You just have one fear. You can even say, hey, I'm afraid of success, but I'm not afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. Or if you can see them both at the same time. That's right. Because like another thing we do is called stacking. So if I got a guy behind me in front of me, I'm going to try to tackle one of them and spin them around to use them as a shield against you. That's right. I wonder how that can work into your coaching. Like, But they're both in front of you at that point in time. This, you can see them. I can see my fears. I know what's going on. If I know what's going on, I know how to handle it. Right? Fear only has... 
it's magnified power over us when we can't fully see it, right? When we identify like, what are you actually afraid of? Just like, hey, I'm afraid of hitting the wall. Okay, I'm afraid I might give up. Well, I don't think I'll give up. I'm afraid of quitting and walking away. Okay, well, I'm not really afraid of that. Oh, oh it's actually that I'm not worthy. Like it, it makes it clear enough for us to navigate and then then you can actually engage the adversary. Mm-hmm. It's the mystery that scares us. Yeah. Yeah, that's the hardest part. Because when we walk into this path, right, the path we know we should be on, you realize you should be on this path. But I don't know what's 100 feet in front of me. Yep. And that can be the, that can be the scarier part. Well, as we've talked about, step one, you're back in the unknown. Step one, you're back in the unknown. So almost the entire growth process is, can I take one step in a direction that is unfamiliar to me and then pause? And then I'm going to be back in the unknown again. You you almost have the relationship with the unknown that's changing the most for you. And again, I'll, I'll show you where your work lies. I'm going to read this to you, but I'm going to read it different this time because you before I read it, like I'm afraid that. So I'll read it different this time. I am excited to take on more responsibility. I'm excited to navigate higher pressure. I'm excited to live into higher expectation and elevated expectation. I'm excited to learn how not to stretch myself too thin. I'm excited to build systems that protect my time and prevent burnout. I'm excited to build something that keeps people out of the machine and allows them to be human beings. I'm excited to care for people as much as I do now, but at scale. I'm excited to be personable and support someone in their experience. And I'm excited to keep growing. There's your work. That's the roadmap. I wish I wrote that down. It's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, I have it here, so I, I can send it to you. Okay. That sounds good. I also have to listen to myself on the podcast and figure it out. I, I will text it to you so you have your list. Uh, we can call it homework. Uh, but I also think that this this is a great, great outcome. You you now have a list of things to deliberately work on. Yeah, I want to put it on my paper, print it, just throw it right next to me so I can look at it every day. Yep. Just like the affirmations that change the way we think about things. I am worthy. I am enough. I am lovable. That's right. That's right. I, I love the I am well reminder here. It's It's very timely. All of those things come when you believe you are worthy, you are enough, you're lovable. I am well. Cool. If there's a takeaway that you could say, all right, I can take this away from me and this would be something I would love to share with the people that are coming through my program, what would that takeaway be? I think the biggest takeaway I got from today was, and I don't know how to concisely say it, the fears that we have, or that we say we have, may not be the actual fears once you tear apart a few layers to figure out what the actual fear is. Because you don't figure that out, then you can't figure out how to get through what the actual fear is. Beautifully said. That's a very gratifying thing to pass on. Because ultimately, I care 
not only that you get to do what you do, but that you go impact other people as well, which I know is underway. And it ain't three years away. No, it's a month away. <laughs> um, okay. I'll ask you one more question uh, and then we'll, we'll wrap this. Okay. How, how do you continue to get out of your own way? What does that look like for you? Duh. I do a few things. Um, the first is me time. Spending time just understanding who I am, what my wants and needs are, and what the fears are that I have in my life. Because like we said earlier, if I don't know what they are, I can't get past them. If I don't know what direction I'm going in, I can't walk that way. The whole one percent off. If I can't, if I'm started one percent off, we're talking about this in actually crowd today. They talk about shooting, uh, but if I'm off one degree, I miss my target. So how do we make sure we're aligned all the time, and how do we make sure we are equipped for the fears that are coming up by being worthy and enough? Um, I journal night and morning gratitude, which is wonderful, and then I go see my coach Aaron. Um, it's but not just you the support system like i've had coaches forever i believe in coaches i don't just do it i hire them to myself but like aaron you're super helpful and marty's super helpful but the support system of the other go abundance people i have and the other friends in my life that can be like hey man this is the way i'm feeling like what are you thinking that's right and i now surround myself with friends that can call me out on my crap or can get me to where I want to be or can dig a little like you did today to try to figure out what is actually what is actually going on. And I think now that I'm talking about it, that is the biggest thing I do is surround myself with these friends and be vulnerable around them. Don't just be like iron proof. Like I'm not Iron Man or anything like that. Like, I have feelings. I have fears. Everyone does. Find the support system around you where you can lift them up while they lift you up. So everybody's lifting up together. And I'd be vulnerable. I've talked to Elena, Patrick, Chris, Charles, a lot of other ones. I'm like, dude, I need help. What do you think of this? I'm not afraid to say, I need help. No one knows at all. Awesome. Yeah, man, I, I'm. I think that list is amazing, and and to be able to say I need help is, is courage. It's definitely courage. Um. If. Yeah, if there's anything that I, I've gotten to see you do, is to go from, hey, here's all these reasons, that I want to do something, and here's the ten thousand reasons I can't do it now. And to just constantly work on like, hey, hey, I need help at the next step, but I'm going to take the next step today. And I, I think you are growing much more than it may feel on the outside or may feel on the inside. I think on the outside, just in a, in a couple of months, I mean, it's only been like two months, all of October into November, all of November into December, so three months yeah. in January, like it's a quarter, it's a quarter of a year <laughs> and life is totally different. I made more change in a quarter of a year than I made in the last 10. 
That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It's all willingness to put myself out there. I had to break myself last year out of the old habits of sheer will and determination to get me through everything. And I have no problems. And if I tell people my problems, I'm weak. Right? Mm. That had to break. I love that. You made some some great progress, man. I'm I'm so glad to have the opportunity to be here with you and your change. I'm I'm really lucky to do that. I'm really glad that you came on. I'm I'm excited for people to hear your story and your journey, but also to to let your story be a mirror to them. So if you're listening and you want to get in touch with Jason, you want to learn more about him, Jason, where can they find you or learn more about you? Um, Facebook is just Jason L. Regan. That's the best place to find me. I am on Instagram, but I will probably talk to you on Facebook more because I'm part of the older generation I'm in the 40s. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Jason R. Holmes, it's called right now. That'll probably change at some point in time that you can find me on. But the best place to find me is just find me on Facebook and send me a message. I'll message you back. If I don't message you back, don't feel bad about sending me another one. I will not feel, I will feel bad that I didn't get back to you. I will not feel bugged by you. Nice. Nice, you said. Uh, and spell your last name for everyone. R-E-G-A-N. Yeah. Cool. And I'm from... Just so that you can find him. Yeah, find Jason Regan from Massachusetts. Yep, beautiful. Uh, if you want information about the kind of programs that Jason is in, the group programs that we have, where not only are we coaching, but we're kind of putting you with a new family. Like, Jason, the way you talk about that, it's it's almost a new family. Yeah. Um, feel free to, to reach out to us. We encourage you to look at whether or not you already have the right support, the right family around you. And then you can go to our website, getoutofyourownway.coach to learn more about it. You can book a discovery call and we'll tell you all about it. That those programs are not something we launch all the time. They're they're rather limited, but if it is something that you find yourself attracted to, uh, especially the way that Jason shares it, definitely go to the website, book a call with us, and we'll tell you more. Uh, Jason, I'm so glad that you're here. So grateful that you're here. I appreciate. Uh, I'm the also really excited that as a part of that group program, we're going to do a, a private retreat with you guys, which is going to be so 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 special. Uh, I'm just. I'm grateful to be a part of your journey, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm looking forward to the retreat. I appreciate everything you guys do. Um, like I said, you, you're a big reason that I've made such strides so quickly while slowing down at the same time. A little kind of intuitive there, but yeah, this you broke me and put me back together a few times mentally. In a good way. Uh, Everyone listening in a yeah. good way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> All at the same time. Uh, thanks for being here. Definitely give Jason a follow, and we'll be doing more of these live coaching sessions. Jason, thanks for going first. I love the bravery and courage there. And if you have questions, again, you can check out the show notes to connect with him, connect with us. If you want information about group programs, check out the website. Either way, we'll see you on the next one of these. Make sure that you get out of your own way. See you on the next one.